Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Dell? And we are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes, Sir? Matt. Some teams are up, up, and away, and some are not, as we will discuss. You like that? A little text-to-intro music Jesus. connection there? Uh-huh. Uh, quick show notes before we get in. Um, we are not going to do Pick'em today. So all of our gambling friends out there, sorry. But that's just because we undecided exactly what we're going to do, but we are going to do some preview pods, as is our tradition for... Um, bowl and playoff games we just you know teams are canceling left and right yeah uh whether or not they're going to go to bowl games so it's unclear what teams are playing in what bowls at this moment so we are going to let that play out and we will uh definitely have some uh bowl specific pods to you over the christmas yeah we can guarantee we'll do a um each playoff game will either get its own pod or we'll just do a, a semifinal pod and we'll, we'll obviously do a championship pod and the rest of them we're kind of waiting to see. So speaking of the college football playoff, we now have our top four teams revealed today. A couple different Midwestern takes, reactions you can have here, but uh, seating for the playoff goes as following Alabama number one, Clemson number two, the Ohio State University number three, and Notre Dame number four falling just outside of the college football playoff is number five, Texas A&M, and probably the surprise of the day, number six, Oklahoma, followed by number seven, Florida, and Cincinnati doesn't come in until number eight. Um, your thoughts are placed... And Coastal, Coastal place 12. You want, sure, place you want to start at for reactions to the college football playoff. Um, so one, I'll say I am not surprised, right? Um... You know, we're on multiple text threads with multiple people about college football, and I think I said in all of them that I'm predicting these four, the four teams that were ranked one through four last week were going to be mm-hmm. the same. Seems to be, uh, that seems to be what uh, was going to be the case for a couple weeks now. So I was predicting this, not super surprised by it, you know, whatever, call me a homer. If it's Evan Wazork's king for a day, Notre Dame's out, Cincinnati's in. So, um, so start on that, I, though. So what's your take on, on the committee? You know, if you're picking, you're telling me that you think Cincinnati is in the top four teams, minimally the top five. The, the committee, though, didn't even rank them until number eight. Yeah, I, it just, it's got to be really frustrating um, to be a power five uh, program, or excuse me, a group of five program mm-hmm. at all right now. Um, I saw this... Uh, Nicole Auerbach of the Athletic is like tweeting, is kind of like live tweeting a conference call with the uh, CFP committee, and I guess uh, Chris Vanini, let me get his also of the Athletic asked, you know, can a group of five team ever make the playoff? And Gary Bad, a CFP chair, said yes. And it's just like I would just appreciate I, how how not how more not if you guys just told the truth. Why well, lie yeah. to me? Yeah, I, I, so if you're putting Coastal twelve and Cincinnati. Uh, eight. I don't see how that's mm-hmm. possible. Um, we're talking about like a uh, Texas team that lost to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Coastal beat that Louisiana team. Texas. Uh, team? I don't know how they're. Uh, uh, what? 
lost to Louisiana. Texas A&M. Didn't, uh, Texas A&M's one loss. Oh, I'm Alabama. sorry. I'm thinking Florida. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Florida. Florida loses to Louisiana. Uh, Coastal beats that Louisiana yeah. team. Um, Florida's ahead of both of them. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, it, I don't see the path. What, what the yeah. path is for a Power Five team to make it? I, I don't see it. I don't believe it to be there. Uh, couple. So I, I think Louisiana beat Iowa I State. Iowa State. Uh, Florida has three losses. Their losses are to correct. Um, Texas A and M. Their losses are to LSU and now Alabama. So they're a three loss team. Uh, I agree with you about Coastal. I, I guess for Cincinnati, the case is um, a lot of times when we're looking at how the playoff has unfolded, um, my reaction to this year is I I wish we could just go BCS style and can you just give us Alabama Clemson now? Um, I have zero I have zero interest yeah, yeah. in watching Alabama Notre Dame. None whatsoever. Correct. Um, so, and I don't I. I I don't have a huge interest, honestly. I'll watch it because they're Ohio. I, but like, I'm a. Do you do you have a huge interest in watching? I do. Ohio State, Alabama. Oh, against watching Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know. I I am not really excited about. It. I I'll watch. I'm not super excited about either of these playoff games. Um. Well, what if it's Clemson, Alabama? Um. I mean, yeah, I think that's going to be a good game. Uh, I will watch it. I am. I feel like I'm starting to get Clemson Alabama ah. fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, how many Fair. times? Fair. Um, it's not. It's not the most. How intriguing many times we're going to watch this? Which is through no fault of their so, own, but, right? Like another team could beat them and interrupt their streak. And of I think dominance, if, if it so the ones to interrupt it in this case, there's it can only be Notre Dame or Ohio State this year. Uh, so I think an Ohio State victory over Clemson, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that national championship because I want to see someone else turn the tide. And um, see what I did there? Um, <laughs> nice. And it, I could be intrigued if it was the Buckeyes. I guess. I don't know. I just don't think Ohio State's going to pull yeah. it out. I, th- I just think Clemson's too good. I, I just think it's a foregone conclusion what the championship so, is going to be. So uh, until this year... again. I have not been a proponent of expanding the playoff. The, the last two weeks, though, has fully converted me to an eight-team eight sure. playoff. And I want to see the the five champions in autos, okay? Sure. I want to see two at-large bids in. So give you your Texas A&M, welcome to the party, and whatever we would deem this the next best non power five conference champion and then one uh group of five school and i want to reverse reserve in that order i want to reserve for a group of five school i don't want to see you tell me there's a third at large bid for another power five and i'm at right, some yeah. like well florida with three losses is better than an undefeated Cincinnati team that won their conference like no 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 full stop yeah no i agree um i don't i don't know um do you think it would be better to? Uh, I mean, I guess expanding the playoffs. Is there value in going back to an algorithm where you don't have to have people in a room talking about the quote-unquote mm-hmm. eye test, whatever the hell that means? Well, because I feel like that's always like they're always like, "Well, the eye test," you know, just can't have Cincinnati in there because my eyes. And so but it, I, it, an algorithm wouldn't give it to Cincinnati either. I don't strength the schedule and um, the numbers wouldn't put them in there. So. 
I, I, if we want to make a, a group of five case, I think we have to reserve. So make it eight teams. You're still making it basically impossible for a, a group of five school to advance. Yeah. You're putting in with seven power five schools. Okay, good luck. And if you're actually that good, then you got a chance sure. to prove it, right? So go ahead and do it. We'll see. I mean, Cincinnati would end up like playing Alabama round one, which would be a demolition of all yeah. So The issue with that, I think, with specifically reserving the group of yeah. five one and saying this yeah. is your one so to me that would turn into they will never get more than one so what do you do well, like Evan, this year they're... coastal and natty like obviously i would put natty in but like you know what i mean like no cincinnati's better there's gonna there's gonna be some there's gonna be some controversy around that oh, always there's always gonna be con dude the, the ncaa basketball selection show has controversy when they're like well these are the last four teams out and we let what, I don't know how many teams get in. Like 68 teams get into the tournament. And ESPN yeah. sits there and debates who's number 69, 70, 71, 72. You know? Um, that's always yeah. going to happen. But I... Yeah. One of the cousins, uh, and I used to think it was a hot take, I think it's Dan, talks about how like he doesn't... I mean, he like mm. watches the playoffs, obviously, because it's sure. part of his job. And, he's got, and he likes football and everything. But like he... If he were king for a day, there wouldn't be a playoff, and we would just go back to just, like, bowl games against conference champions. Um, and I always thought that was kind of a hot take, but, like, you know, you had said, like, up until two weeks ago you were against yeah. expanding the playoffs. I'm, I kind of am sympathetic with that idea of, like, can we just go back to, like, the Rose Bowls, the pack versus the Big Ten? And like, well, what whatever. I like about that— We just argue, we just argue about who yeah. would be better— you know, between the other conferences, but like, we're or, never going to know. Fine, fine. I, I will see a five team, uh, five champions. We'll do like a 16 playoff with, with two teams getting a bye. Right. I can, I can, I'd be down for a hybrid too. Yeah. So maybe we don't go all the way to eight, but we go to six, two teams get a bye. I, I think you have to win your conference to get an auto bid. And the, so the all power Agreed. five champs are in and then. We either do an auto spot or what I would actually like more is the best group of five team gets in. What if you just did, you'd have to shorten mm-hmm. the season. What if you just did all 10? All 10 champs. Conference champions. Are in. So it's a two all team by and eight, uh, eight yeah. teams play a week. Correct. So that's fine. Correct. I'm fine with that. One and two, one and like then you're just eliminating all this like who is the best power five blah blah blah. If we're saying conference champions get yeah. a bid, why not just give them all? Just give them all. Invite the Sun Belt. Who knows? You know, I, I'm interested in that. I don't. I don't think that that'd be wildly popular, but I think that um, I, I, I see a lot of merit in that. Um, you know who would get left out almost every year? No, yeah, be great. Be great. I didn't even. I didn't plan it that way, but it just came to me. So right, I actually I fully, fully support, support this, this as well. Agree. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta win your conference. You don't want to be in conference? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you don't have a conference? Ah, tough. Wish you had it's one. Tough. But so I don't know. So this year it's less clear. I guess I I can see an argument for why Ohio State should be in and why they shouldn't. Um, ultimately, this is probably the best outcome. Um, I I do think that um, to kind of my final take here is there was a serious argument in, in my opinion for both Cincinnati and Texas A&M to get in. I have no understanding of how Oklahoma 
is the six rated team or how Florida is still ahead of Cincinnati. That that to me boggles my mind. You you they yeah. lost three games. I that is the biggest argument for yeah, Cincinnati. Like that. there's really nothing we can do. You, you put us behind a three loss team. Like are you effing serious right now? Yeah, it's not a good look, and I'm pulling up their schedule to get the... Because, to me, no... The loss. So they lost to A&M, they lost to LSU, and they lost Correct. to Alabama. To a, to a yeah. very mediocre LSU team. Very, very. Uh, I was going to say, the A&M and Alabama aren't too damning, but, like, I don't I don't know. Like, at some point, you got to say a loss is a loss, and you can't be like, well, they played Alabama tough. Well, you've also you know lost I mean? your last like, two games in a row. What's it? Yeah, yeah. I, no, so you're looking at the resumes of A&M and Notre Dame. To me, they're not that different. You have the, the second-best team. They're the, Both teams are the second-best team in their conference. I think. Unless yeah. you think you got three-loss Florida, those loony no. teams out there. think got three-loss Florida is better than Texas A&M. Except Texas A&M beat them head-to-head. So that's the way you determine it. So to me, they're the second-best. They're both a one-loss team that didn't win their conference championship. Uh, one team lost to Alabama. One team lost to Clemson. Pretty similar resumes so far. Both teams got blown out. Texas A&M actually has been playing better lately. We talk often about how September teams are not October teams, are not November yeah. teams. A&M looks like a much better November team to me, or at this point, December team than Notre Dame. What, what was that last night? That was yeah, atrocious yeah, yeah. out of the Fighting Irish. It, that gets them in the playoff? Okay. So... Yeah... <sighs> yeah, man, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on Notre Dame in general being it's, in there? They don't deserve it. I don't think so. Why? Right? I, I was going to say, I don't think so either. We didn't really talk about this, though. Your like, best... Exactly what happened last night is what I yeah. thought would happen. Like, okay, you beat... If you didn't have... Or, excuse me, if... Um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Jesus. Apologies to Trevor. Uh, if Trevor Lawrence was in their first game, they would have blown them out. And they blew them out in this game because he was there. Like, I, 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 and I think I they're know, in for a similar ass-beating next month. Yep. yep. I have zero interest in watching yep. that. And 4 p.m. and New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day, I, I will probably tune in. Can't say I'm going to be watching it very intently. If somebody's like, hey, have you seen this new thing on Netflix? I'd be like, oh, let's check that out. That's <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um... A lot ahead for uh, for the playoff. We'll kind of follow those storylines and other bowl games as they roll out. So as we covered, uh, Big Ten, big breaking news. Ohio State is the 2020 champion. I think that's their Shocker. fourth conference championship in a row. Um, after Correct. defeating Northwestern 22-10 to behind a historic performance from senior tailback Trey Sermon who set an Ohio State single-game rushing record, 331 yards on the ground on 29 carries, including two touchdowns. Sermon nat- tops two of Ohio State's Heisman Trophy winners, Archie Griffin and Eddie George, um, with his 331-yard performance. Penn State closed the year out on a three-game winning streak, keeping the Scarlet Knights, excuse me, wrong game, keeping the loveyless <laughs> Illinois team down 56-21. Nebraska prevailed over the Scarlet Knights as the Knights finished the season winless at home, um, falling to Nebraska 28-21. All of the Big Ten action was canceled due to continued COVID outbreaks throughout Big Ten programs. Any games you want to stop back, reflect on? 
Uh, real quick, you know who else is winless Michigan. at home? Michigan. First time ever. Who thought that would have happened? Um, yeah, so I, you're not going to talk about at all, like, what your thoughts on that? The write-up you did right there of yeah. Ohio State is very different than the text threads we were on. Say more. Where you're just dogging Ohio State. Oh, I, I thought both teams is. played horrifically. I don't know how you can watch that and think that either team played well um i saw well defensively i think both teams i completely played very disagree well. with that they gave up a school record setting carries to the backup how is that good defensively okay well when you put it like that um no i think especially northwestern like did you did you go into that game thinking justin fields was gonna just run all like just to dice them up have like five tds himself blah blah blah. That, i thought that, that was, was not the case i thought they contained him very well i thought they forced him into like he turned the ball over uh he had like a 33 qbr he did not look good um and i think that was thanks to northwestern like when he was throwing he threw at least one pick i think he threw two i don't think they were like bad picks where it was like oh that was a mistake on fields i, I always thought it was like good defensive mm. work by the I Wildcats. think the credit you're giving um, to Northwestern should go to COVID and that um, Ohio State hasn't played since before Thanksgiving. I I mean, I thought it was possible that they come out and like be the explosive team we've seen, but also down 22 players, including Chris Olave, including uh, wide receivers coach Brian Hartline. Um, I thought it was possible. I was a uh, friend of the pod-ish. Uh, Joe and I are running Saturday morning and... He is a frequent gambler, um, you know, bets bets overs. And um, I said, don't take Ohio State over in the first half. There's no way that they'll cover. I think they'll come out slow, um, which is what we saw. Fields had two picks. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, I thought, he kept Northwestern out of the game. Two picks, and then that fumble in the fourth quarter, down 13-10, to 10, that, to me, I thought iced it for Ohio State. Well, I definitely, I, I don't know. He definitely kept them in the game in the beginning. Ish, but... It, I mean, at, at a point, we knew it was going to turn, right? And eventually, well, Ohio State was going to take over. At no point did I really think Northwestern... Only because was this is what I'm game, saying. The game was so sloppy. Every time that Northwestern got the ball into Ohio State territory in the first half, we couldn't convert four touchdowns except on the first possession. You know, they're, they're up 7-3, and you're like, okay, I like what I'm seeing from the Wildcats here. Yeah. And then we're forced to kick a field goal or you know, turn the ball over on downs, miss field goal, et cetera. Um, that offense really just sputtered, which we knew was an issue with Northwestern all season long. Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was pretty ugly all around from both teams. Interesting use of the word we there for a lot of reasons when referring to Northwestern. It's yeah, my squad, Doug. <laughs> Apparently. So, all right. Uh, should we go back in time yeah, to Mac? All right, so hopefully everyone watched, but uh, two two Midwest champions, Correct. right? Uh, Ball State with the upset. While there was no upset in the Big Ten, I do Actually think this was a pretty news. big upset. Yeah. So Ball State finishes five and one, crowned twenty twenty MAC champion uh, after a dominant uh, thirty eight to twenty eight performance over by far the favorite, picked by both of us, um, Buffalo in Detroit. Your your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, Vegas had Buffalo as a, as a twelve point favorite going into this game, so. I mean, that's not... Uh, they lost by 10. That's not shocking. Yeah. Um, the 
I mean, I, I was disappointed. Uh, Lance uh, Leipold, who you know we were thinking may get some looks from some Power Five schools. Um, everybody has off days. I thought they, especially the Buffalo coaching staff, was certainly off. I mean, it, Ball State just stacked the box, put eight, nine guys in, um, stifled Jarrett Patterson, yep. held yep. him to forty-seven yards, a season low. Um, it's the first time all season the Bulls were outgained on the ground, um, one hundred sixty-six to one hundred thirty-four yards. And just daring them to throw the ball, and they had no answer. Um, the Redbirds put up 28 points in the second quarter. Um, good, consistent quarterback play from Drew Plitt throughout the game um, helped, uh, you know, kind of let Ball State roll to to a conference title here. 20 of 32, 273 yards and three touchdowns. Very efficient um, work out of Plitt. They yep. never really recovered. Um you know, the uh, Buffalo backup who ran for 98 yards on the ground and scored right in the third quarter to uh, the Bulls were down um, 38-21. That made it uh, 38-28. So they're down 10 in the third. And I was kind of like, ah, they might come back here. But, uh, yeah. you know, the uh, Ball State defense went on to shut him down um, in the second half. And they had no passing reaction. I mean, for a team that's put up – 50 70 points in some games i i thought they could make better adjustments and they just didn't no i i completely agree and you know you said they held him to uh 47 mm-hmm. yards which is true he got that like his 47th yard like with <laughs> two minutes yeah. into the third yeah. quarter like he was a non-factor in the second half completely um so you know you got to credit uh ball state there um and I, I thought they would be okay they mm-hmm. Buffalo, um, because you know Vantries didn't look bad in the first second quarter uh, yeah. throwing the ball. So I was like, well, you know, maybe he'll be able to throw the ball enough to, um, you know, kind of like you said, they were stacking yeah. the box to kind of force them outside the box. But that just never happened, yeah. man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I know Vantries kind of young, but you got to make adjustments, like you said. Um, pretty mm-hmm. surprising. I think uh, we've been pushing for Patterson to get a invite to New York. I don't no, think that's no, no. really going to happen. Yeah, that's it. Like, you're already tough sledding if you're coming from Buffalo to get invited to the Heisman, and then you're just a non-factor in the championship. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Who does go to New York? Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Fields, no way. No way. Um. You don't think so? I th- I still think he does, dude. He's at a blue blood program. That that's like two plus picks, two picks, ten, two picks, no right there in the championship game. That's a no go. That's a no go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and Mac, probably Mac from Alabama. I think. Um, Blanket on his first name. Mac Jones, quarterback. His first name. Mac or Mac Jones, dude. He's got two last names. Uh, I could see them. I don't know that Lawrence is going to go. I don't think he's played enough games to be an out with COVID. Um. Uh, that's that's a fair so, point. I see Mac Jones and Devonta Smith both from Alabama, and then uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask from Florida. I think um, it's all, but I think Devonta Smith actually should be the the winner. Um, I know this is a quarterback heavy award, um, given what he's done receiving and makes Mac Jones the candidate that he is. Um, also, special teams and returning kicks, return kicks for touchdowns. Um, He's the best player yeah, in college football. That's fair. I, I think. I think it would be those three. 
I don't know. Lawrence is out. Fields also. I, the Buckeyes just haven't played enough games, and he, he, Buckeyes have played six games, and Fields did not look good in the conference championship. I don't. I agree. It's generally lean towards blue blood, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, blue blood, and it's a quarterback competition at the end of the day. So that's why I think For Fields sure. is going. Um, in, uh, yep. Yeah. And then. Oh, I was going to say, uh, then the other conference uh, championship game that this podcast cares about is the American Athletic, the AC. Uh, we had pod favorite, the Cincinnati uh, Bearcats, become <coughs> excuse me conference champion after besting rival Tulsa 27-24 at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. This game was ugly. Absolutely no one held on to the ball. Uh, Tulsa quarterback Zach Smith had two uh, interceptions. Tulsa also fumbled the ball twice. Granted, they did recover one of those. Um, Cincinnati, on the other hand, fumbled four times. Um, you want to talk about mm-hmm. an ugly game? Uh, we can debate the Big Ten. This was a I rock fight. A rock fight so. I mean, you also both had teams with Fair. big layoffs. I mean, this isn't shocking. So hopefully they got some reps in. And, uh, you know, going into bowl season for the Buckeyes, it, you know, Alabama and Clemson and Notre Dame will all have similar off time. So um, at least like recent reps will be equal going in. But you got to tip your cap to Cincinnati, who at the end of the day came out on top. I think Ritter um, was good enough again to win and uh, was yep. especially effective on the ground. So congrats to the Bearcats winning their first conference title since 2009, also capping off another um, undefeated season. Um, just absolutely completely disrespected by the playoff committee so shame on them couldn't agree more yeah i mean the whole plane was built out of ritter mm-hmm. at the end of the day and then well, the which, and people have been what are you critical of ritter but it, it, he's as much if not the biggest influence on why the bearcats are ending their season undefeated i think uh, so, oh, as well as completely agree but uh sure 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 and, i mean the defense it's ritter on offense and then the defense mm-hmm. is good um, or just good. I mean, so uh, Tulsa's only won once when held under 30 points. So final score, 27-24, not shocking to me. Uh, Cincinnati came out on top. Um, but anyways, moving on. There is, like we said at the top, there is no pick this week. So we are actually going to get into some um, some news and kind of look ahead into next season, specifically coaching staff. Uh, we talked two weeks ago, right? Lovey um, was given his walking papers. Um, and Illinois announced, I think on Wednesday of this week, that they are hiring Big Ten veteran mm-hmm. veteran Brett yep. Bielema. He signed a six-year yep. deal, annual salary of $4.2 million. That is about twice what Lovey Smith's buyout was. Lovey Smith's buyout was $2.3 million. Matt, your reaction to that? Um, I'm surprised that Bielema took this. So it, I do see that he wants back in the Big Ten. I think that it's been long known. You know, he... Uh, played at Iowa. He has a Hawkeye tattoo on his hip um, and is, was kind of angling to be the um, post-Ference head coach. It seemed like it was going to go to his younger son, Brian, I think after the recent allegations. Probably once Ference is done, the Ferences will be done um, at Iowa. That's that's my take anyway. So um, I still kind of disagree. I think Bielema's proven he can be an effective coach in the Big Ten and an, an effective coach in the Big Ten West. So can bring them success. Uh, has a lot of work to do recruiting-wise. I thought that Smith did a good job at 
at Illinois. And so I, I would still stand by that. I think they're making the wrong move here. I don't know that Bielema gives them anything that Lovey Smith didn't. Um, different kind of energy, but I do think Lovey Smith had experience and relatability to players that Bielema can't offer. Um, Lovey Smith's been in Illinois for a long time. He's seen success both at the collegiate and NFL levels. So, um, I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, we'll we'll kind of wait and see. What's your take on the uh, Bielemeyer? Now, I agree with all of it. You know, it, it's just still so weird to me that he got Lovey got let go after he signed that contract extension during a, yeah the COVID year. It's it's very perplexing to me why that decision was made. Um, like you said, Bielema's got ties to the Big Ten. Um, I guess he was. I didn't know this till I heard an interview with him. He was born mm-hmm. in Illinois, so that probably also factored into his decision. I don't know. I don't know how much. I guess the question is, how much longer do you? I do you think that Ferentz is going to be at Illinois, or excuse me, at Iowa? Um, I mean, most coaches. I mean, move if he's around surviving, with zero sur- guilt or surviving shame, what he's surviving but, now with the the allegations, which it seems like he is going to um, probably as long as he wants, but you never know. I, I think it also can't be lost on commenting that there is a part of what I'm saying about relatable is you're about Smith. Um, he's one of a handful, less than 10 um, black head coaches in the um, FBS. And, um, you know, we've seen three black head coaches at power five schools be let go this fall um, replaced by um, white head coaches. We saw that at Vanderbilt with, um, Clark Lee, the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, has signed to become the next head coach at um, Vanderbilt. Now we have Bielema um, replacing Lovey Smith. So, I mean, it's football in general from a coaching and like at the collegiate level, you know, athletic director or university president, uh, (coughs) excuse me, um, level definitely lacks uh, diversity. And the same is true when you look at the program in terms of like owners and head coaches and uh and etc so i do hope that coach bielema keeps that in mind in building a staff at illinois that um we try to make sure that we are putting black head coaches in or black uh coordinators in prominent positions you know for offensive coordinator defensive coordinator etc sure and just to relate this to the mac i guess leopold lance leopold of buffalo was in yeah talks early on with illinois um, I think it was Adam uh, yeah. Rittenberg of ESPN just said they just kind of fizzled out and unclear why, but they didn't advance very far. Um, but he was at least considered. I don't know. I don't really think one game's going to like impact the trajectory of your career that much. But they were like, Coach Lee, um, you're down at your conference championship game. What do you do at <laughs> halftime to make adjustments? And he was like, adjustments? And he was How like, do you mean? nothing. And you're like, okay. Maybe that's so, what happened. We shall see. We got the playoff coming up. We got the most wonderful time of the year coming up ish. Although it looks different this time of year, still a good time of year. Still um, grateful to be here with you. Grateful to have our, our podcast and all our listeners. Anything before we head out? No. So, all right, folks. It's been a, another Christmas. week of 15 minute. You, Um, Thank you so much for tuning in from the bottom of our 15-minute hearts to yours. Evan and I wish all of our followers and families uh, well as you are um, 
Maybe you have some time off coming up. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're staying busy. Uh, hopefully you do have 15 minutes or more for, for us. We'd love to hear your feedback. Remember, you can find Evan and I on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. We're also on Twitter at 15 Minute You, Evan underscore 15 Minute and at Gmail. Um, please stay safe. Uh, let us know what you think. We're here for the discussion. Um, and we will be back soon. Um, definitely can't guarantee next Sunday. We may put out some pods uh, intermittently as we go through bowl season. We're just kind of waiting to see what uh, um, which teams are playing bowl games. We have several Big Ten teams that have already opted out of potential bowl games. So um, if they happen, we'll talk about them. If they don't, we'll see you closer to, to the new year with uh, some coverage of the, of the college football playoff. And uh, however it goes from then, my friends, remember, never, ever pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Under 35 minutes. Look at us. Look at us. Pacing, pacing, pacing.